Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the Knapsack Files studios in Burbank, California, this is the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Just me tonight. Man, it's been a tough one lately, right? I think it's always a tough one. If you want to look for the bad things, if you want to uh, look out in the world and find things to be angry about and sad about, they're there. And sometimes it's just uh, you want to look out of the world and find joy. That's there, too. It's all there. It's what makes life, quite frankly, complicated, nuanced. It's still beautiful. So I'm coming to you here tonight, not even sure if I wanted to broadcast. I don't know what's on my mind tonight. It's the three things, question mark? I don't know. SoCal's been hit recently. SoCal has been hit really bad. The shooting up at Thousand Oaks, a borderline shooting, followed the very next day by uh, the Hill Fire, uh, the Woosley Fire, other fires, and then the campfire up north, which took out Paradise. I am safe. I am fine. And I want that to be known. I know sometimes from uh, from afar, you can look at a map of a wildfire on the news and and know that uh, someone you know lives in Los Angeles. And what does that mean where they're... It didn't affect me directly. I had some family affected. Like one of those situations. And again, I'm just kind of watching it from afar. Um, Afar meaning I can see it from (laughs) the streets. But... Watching, uh, you know, my cousin and, and his wife and, and their kids, they had to be evacuated. Uh, my other cousin had to be evacuated, and, and um, they're all fine, and, and the houses are safe. But, you know, the very the neighbor's house burnt down, 17 other houses burnt down. You see all these stories, and it, and it bends your mind. Um, and the news cycle goes so fast, and we move through things so quickly. And then I had a death in the family this week. And so my mind's in a weird spot, but I want to be hopeful. And I think it's honest if I'm coming to you guys here right now. And we've had some uh, interviews lately. We do a lot of fun things. Uh, me and Josh over in the afternoons. Uh, we we silly look at a serious world indeed. Um, but yeah, it's honest too. And I'm coming to you. We're like, I don't know. I don't know what to do or say right now. I did. I took uh, inadvertently took the week off from doing my motivations with Ken on YouTube. Sorry if you missed those. But uh, even though those are silly not designed to be serious in the least bit, I didn't find the motivation to motivate. Just lots, a lot of stuff going on. And look, uh, I think there's problems in every corner of the world at any time. I really do believe that. And and your problems are your problems, and and uh, they need to be dealt with too. So uh, that's in my head too, where it's like, why is why is it this time that it's affecting me a little bit more? Why is it this time that I'm looking at pictures and wondering what can I do more? Why should why am I not out there? Um, and, and some people are. Some people I know were. Some people, that was their job. Um, I have a lot of friends who were sheriff deputies uh, who had to deal directly the, the fires in Malibu. The Malibu Lost Hill Station, uh, that's their station, a couple friends of mine. And that is stuff they had to deal with. Um, uh, firefighter friends of mine, uh, 
all those kind of things. Uh, and just people I know, just people I know doing their things, going down to volunteer centers and dropping off supplies. Um, and, and, and that is where I think uh, my mind goes for three things this week. The first thing on my mind, actually number three on the list, three is the counting of the... Is it, is it wrong to put Monty Python references into this body? You know, I think it's okay. The third thing on my mind is how, how important it is to constantly remember that we're all just humans trying to figure this out. I, 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 I always come back to this. And I talked on the previous episode about uh, yeah, people as people. And how uh, we get so tribal and so divided and we just forget that the person across from you is, is a person trying to survive. And, and natural disasters or any kind of disaster, uh, natural disasters, it's so crazy how that is what brings us all together. And why do we need to be reminded? And it's good that we're reminded, but why does it always have to be the case? I'm guilty of it, too. Look, there's good days and bad days, and you can be grumpy. And I, I say I'm grumpy. I'm not as grumpy as people will let you believe or a character I play on a Collider show or something. But even then, you know, I forget. I'll be at the grocery store waiting in line. Someone with pain with a check, and I'll get mad, or I'll put up a sarcastic tweet. That's okay. That's okay. But don't take that home with you. Don't take that feeling home with you. That person is going through something, or that person... Uh, you know, it's an older person who's just paying with check because that's what they did for 30 years and they haven't moved on to a debit card while you're using your phone to pay. You know, just calm down. Calm down because at the end of the day, when the fires come over the hill, you got to grab life first. That includes pets. Oh, God, don't get me started on the pets. All these stories of people escaping trying to escape the tragedy up in paradise. By the way, my cousins uh, were raised in paradise, and they're down here, and they're, they're t- their hometown burns down, and on the night they're evacuated, Thousand Oaks, weird, surreal stuff. And again, I'm, I'm watching this from afar, I'm seeing on Facebook, and I'm just like, I can't even comprehend what's going on. Um, I hear some of these stories, people leaving. People leaving, and they have two seconds, you know? And if I got two minutes to go, number one, I'm going to try to be look at some humor here. I'd be, you know, that's me. I've got two seconds to get the hell out of here. And I know it's coming. It's a tornado if you're in the Midwest or, you know, a hurricane, flood, something like that. And you haven't made a decision to leave where you couldn't leave and and you're stuck. You got two minutes. I'll be honest with you. I hope I've got my shoes on. It takes me a while to get my shoes on. If I got two minutes, that might be a minute and 30 devoted to the shoes. I don't like that. And, 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 and even then, I got boots. I got some work boots. I got to go for those, too. Oh, that's, I got to think about that. These are things I got to think about. You should think about it, too. I have an earthquake kit. Do you have an earthquake kit if you're out here in California? Do you? Do you? I, I do. These are things you got to think about. I always got contacts by the bed. Got things ready to go. But really, at the end of the day, jokes aside... Joking so we don't cry. Jokes aside, you got two minutes. What are you grabbing? You're grabbing love. I'm not talking about, you know, I love my Star Wars toys. Those can go. Those can go. 
you're going to grab what you love, who you love. You're going to reach for those things. Yeah, I'll grab a laptop. I'll try to grab a laptop. That's just functionality. But it's that age-old thing, and I hear these stories, I see these stories, I see some of these actors, you know, who are losing all these things too, and yeah, all right, all right, it might be slightly easier for them to rebuild because they got a little more money. Totally get it. But I bristle at anyone who looks at fires in Malibu and thinks it's, it's just this big, rich hillside. Oh, there's a lot of wealth over there. But those are people too. People is people, even them. Some of these folks worked hard for that, you know? Yeah, all right. Some might have a trust fund and they bought a nice fancy house and a car. Still still people. They don't want to lose anything either. But other people worked really hard for their careers. Yeah, this is where they're at. Um, so, <laughs> um, what would you take? What would you take? And what's all it really worth has been on my mind. Just putting myself in those situations. And then looking outside these walls, who are your neighbors? Who are the people you're going to be leaning on? That's what really starts to shine through. And, and that is the reminder that we, we need. You, you, if, if you and your neighborhood right now have a horrible disaster, the people most likely to help you, outside of authorities, but authorities can't always get there, uh, the people there to help you are going to be complete strangers. Or that neighbor you just nod out, a nod at in the uh, the hallway of your apartment complex or in their, your front yard as you get the paper in the morning. Do people get papers? Probably not. So now you're even less likely to see your neighbor. Those are the people most likely to help you. I, I always tell this from my uh, other experience, say earthquakes. Earthquakes are the one that hang over my head here. I actually... Weirdly enough, I like earthquakes. I, you know, I've been in some bigger ones, but nothing catastrophic. Knock on wood. But that weird rock and roll, and there's some kind of <laughs> some kind of weird sensation. I know a lot of people who like like Ooh, earthquakes are kind of fun. They're not. They're not really. We don't want what happened in '94, the Northridge quake. Um, but I know I, I study. I'm always always aware of the earthquakes. And. Running a public safety department for a major mall in Los Angeles, a couple major locations, you know, earthquake prep uh, was always in our mind, especially because I worked for 12 of those 17 years at the Northridge Mall, the one that uh, famously uh, collapsed in the 94 earthquake. And people might remember watching on news them trying to cut through a collapsed parking structure to get out a... Uh, a street sweeper guy who was working there at four in the morning. That was my mall. Now, I started... Started working there for a little uh, four and a half years after um, that that quake, um, but it always hung over our head, so I was prepared. And and I always say this, this little bit tidbit in general, you know, uh, earthquake hits in Los Angeles, your local fire department, your local firehouse is going to get on their rigs, get on their engines, their ladders, their battalions, and their RAs, and they're going to turn on the lights, and they are going to go do a tour to see where the most affected areas are. Chances are it's going to be somewhere bigger. Apartment complexes, most likely, in, in, in a lot of areas of the city. They're not going to go there, even to the mall. That's why we trained as a public safety department. We were going to be the first responders until the until uh, the, the Calvary rode in. So if you're just in your normal situation, 
Smaller house, smaller apartment complex. Your neighbors are going to be the ones that are helping you. Those are the ones that matter in those situations. So what are you going to grab and who are you going to help? That's been on my mind a lot. Is this making any sense? I don't know if I'm making it. I'm just speaking. I'm just speaking what's on my mind. What am I going to grab and who am I going to help? It's been on my mind. And, and what do you do in those situations? A lot of people don't know. Uh, here, here in the story, uh, you know, the tragic details of some of the, the borderline shootings, uh, shooting situation with Thousand Oaks of, of people blocking people from bullets. Um, I wouldn't expect everyone to do that. I wouldn't expect everyone to do that. I don't, I don't know if in, in, in that moment if I'm going to do that. But what are you going to do in that situation? What's important to you? What are you going to take and who do you love and who are you going to help? Most likely it's going to be someone you don't know. So why don't we take that to our everyday life? Why don't we take that to the online arena? Yeah, trolls be trolling, haters be hating. All those little catchphrases that the kids used 20 years ago. It's tough. I get angry. You're going to get angry. You're going to get grumpy. You're going to be in that line of the grocery store. Someone's going to be paying with a check, and you're going to huff, and you're going to puff. That is okay. That is fine. Totally fine. Don't carry that with you. Why does it take all of this? Why does it take all of this to throw aside decency, human decency? Why don't we unite more for some of these things? Which is why, you know, for a lot of bigger issues in life, there's sides to a lot of things. There's nuance to, to so <clears throat> so many things. Excuse me. And uh, um, that's why discussing politics or nuanced angles and nuanced situations, <clears throat> it's t- you, online's not the place. But I always, despite and I have some hardline stances on some things, some things, um, always remember, Going back to what I said the last episode of Three Things, I'm just rehashing it, really, because it's still on my mind. People is people. Put people first. Put people first. Because and the fire comes racing over the hill. You got the clothes on your back, your MacBook, maybe. Maybe, if you have time. But it's going to be the people and your neighbors. And I'm inspired constantly by people helping strangers. Uh, I've kind of felt I should have done more this last week. I did, I did some donating online. Uh, I chose, there's a lot of places to donate, but uh, Cal Fire, the California Fire Foundation, cafirefoundation.org is where I donated. You can go to the uh, knapsackfiles.potomatic.net and go to the charity spotlight page, and that's up there uh, for you all if you want to click on that. Uh, a lot of places to donate. That's the one I chose. You might have another. Maybe you did choose another. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't have the money yourself. Understandable. And it's always, you know, sending things is sometimes, uh, you know, donating blankets and food and stuff is great. But check, because sometimes so much of that stuff gets donated, it's not used and it goes to waste. But money often can go. So uh, I'm inspired by the people who helped. I'm inspired by people who donated. I'm inspired watching online, you know, some celebrities who are often at odds. You know, James Wood and uh, Pat Oswald and uh, Alyssa Milano. Uh, sometimes they fight online, and uh, not this time around. Helping people, helping people, 
And that is on my mind. That is the third thing on my mind. It's also probably the second and, and number one thing on my mind. Um, but, you know, it's only going to get worse, too. It's only going to get worse out in that world. We got to start teaming up, start huddling a little bit more. As uh, our friend Josh McCuga always says, it's easier to love someone than to hate. As Rose Tico says in Star Wars, that's how we're going to win, saving what we love, not fighting what we hate. All that stuff is great. All that stuff is true. Can we put it into our everyday lives? That's the challenge. Second thing on my mind. <sighs> suffered, a, suffered a, a loss in the family. Uh, a great uncle of mine uh, this weekend. And... <clears throat> um, I hadn't, I, hadn't, I hadn't seen him in a while. That's how life works, right? Maybe a year and a half. And he was in his uh, 90s. So similar to the passing of Stan Lee this week. Like, what a life. What a life. What a legacy, you know? Uh, 95. That's, 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 real, that's going for it. Um, so my great uncle was in his 90s. And he, he had suffered from... Uh, Alzheimer's and some of that kind of stuff. Uh, bad, you know, you're 90, you're not 40, you know? So while on one hand it wasn't uh, necessarily a surprise, it's still something that hits because he was one of those cornerstone uh, family members, the one that's um, the type that are like, you know, uh, uh, the kind that are that are that a lot of the family circles around, and that was a, that was a loss for me. So... Uh, he and my uh, great aunt, who is still alive, uh, they used to live up in a place called Green Valley Lake, uh, which is, if you're familiar with Southern California or have heard about Big Bear, California, Lake Arrowhead, California, the San Bernardino Mountains, um, we um, we uh, used to go up there as a family. Uh, my mom, dad, sister up there for most Thanksgivings of my childhood. And Green Valley Lake is, is, is like one of the highest points up there. And we go up there, and we would we would spend uh, the holidays there. And snow, most of the time was snow. My great uncle Fern would uh, he was always part of my one of my favorite parts of the trip. And he, I, I could picture him now. He had a, they had a, a a fireplace in the living room, but on the other side, the like one of those little stove type of fire. You'd put a log in there. One of those, I don't know what you call them. It always reminded me of it. It was a cabin. Uh, they lived up there in the ca- in, a, in, a, in a big house, but it was a cabin. Um, and it reminded me of like it was like an old west or something like that, like a prospector's kind of uh, stove. And uh, I would get up, and it'd be freezing. It would be freezing. And uh, the downstairs would be sleeping downstairs, even even with the heater on. It'd just be so cold. And I'd, I'd go up and and put on my pajamas. A lot of times, some C-3PO pajamas. Thank you very much. Yep, I look cool. And I'd head on up there to the upstairs, which was ground level, and um, it was on the side of a hill. So I'd uh, go up there, and he would already be there. He'd be up at like 4.30 every morning, cup of coffee, fire going, just sitting there reading, studying, uh, very religious bands, and maybe do some Bible study and that type of thing. And uh, And he was so nice. And so loving, and we had this little thing we used to play. Uh, I would be scared of the snow plows. I was a, I was a scaredy cat of a kid. 
snow plows are big, big trucks, big, orange, loud. And even though I liked cars and trucks and construct, I was one of those kids that I'd play with my matchbox toys and I'd dump out the toys and I'd spin the wheels and I'd have books about big construction trucks and all that kind of stuff. Um, I would be scared as a kid, the sound and the image. It's one of, the, one of my earliest images stuck in my brain. One of the earliest Im- images stuck in my brain as a kid is, is a snow plow with flashing yellow lights. One of those big, like, road grader size snow plows coming down this tiny little road they lived on in Green Valley Lake, just pushing the snow out, shaking the house. And we looked outside, and it was like the the yellow flashing lights, and now I would associate with, like, you know, a normal construction crew or something like that. As a kid, it just looked demonic almost. It was this machine, this monster. And I'd leap back. So to help combat that, my great-uncle would say, uh, anytime he he, he would sense it was coming, he'd pull me aside, put me on his lap, and, Kenny, Kenny, come here. Hark, hark, I hear snowplow. Hark, I hear snowplow. They'd get me to say it. It would calm me down. Calm me down. It'd be fun. It'd be a game. Hark, I hear snowplow. And six, seven, eight, nine. We still did it until, until, until my last trip, you know, even as a, as a teen. Uh, Harka here snowplow was now a thing. But that's the memories I have of him. And I'm, I'm just, all I remember is love and kindness emanating from him. And my great aunt as well. And that is what's lingering in my brain right now. And, and as uh, I, I, I am a curmudgeon, I'm a grumpy guy, and I play a character, and I've got a biting sense of humor and all that stuff, I don't want to change who I am. But that seems just like yesterday that I was sitting on his lap. I can hear it. I can see it. I can feel it. We all know life is precious. We're watching the news every day, and life is precious, and it's gone like that. It's gone like that. But the memories are still there. Some of you listening might have lost people as well recently. The memories will always be there. The memories will never go as long as you live. And what happens beyond, we'll all find out. One step closer to knowing. Time moves so fast, but those memories are there. And as as he passes away, 30, 40 years, poof, gone. Like that. What are you going to do with your life today? Who are you going to affect today? Who are you going to affect this week? What's going to emanate from you? What do you want to put in that world? Every time you tweet, every time you post, every time you talk, what do you want to put out there? It's not always going to be your best. But what do you want your legacy to be? My legacy, my great uncle, is, like I said, love and peace and warmth and comfort. He was that to so many people. At the time of this recording, I don't know if there's a memorial, when there's a memorial. I'm sure when I go, there's going to be a large amount of people whose life was affected by him. 
large amount. That'd be uh, part of my memory too. Going, going to the cabin and something that have their friend uh, uh, Bernard, Bernard, coming from England. He'd stay out there. They'd host him. They had families coming and visiting, and they moved down the hill and they'd rent out the house to families and friends. And they were involved in churches in Seal Beach area and everything. And just like uh, I remember, they went to they went to New York right after nine eleven to help out there. They just like wherever my great aunt and uncle went during the prime of their life, they affected people. They affected people. And I believe it came from uh, the spirit of God driving them to do that there. But it was also a choice. So I'm not asking you to do that. Don't turn in your He-Man toys and convert. If you don't want to, I'm just saying, ask yourself this in lieu of fires and shootings and disasters, turmoil and all these things going on every day in the world. The second thing on my mind is the time goes fast. And think of those family members and friends that you have lost and think of those memories in your brains and think about what they have done to your life. What are you going to do to other people's lives? And if you're dealing with depression, you know what I always say. If you're a longtime listener, you know what I always say. Get outside yourself. Get outside yourself. Think about that legacy. Are you going to be one that is remembered for love and warmth and peace and comfort? I'm going to try. The number one thing on my mind. Thank you all for taking this little journey with me today. I didn't know what I was going to say. Record live to tape. Record live to tape, and I just try to go with what's going on in my mind. And sometimes it's funny, and sometimes it is silly. The number one thing on my mind today is perseverance. Working through things and getting things done. Digging deep. Uh, I can't go into it fully, but I'm, I'm working on something right now that is absolutely dominating my time. If you're a Patreon supporter of me, I'd like to publicly apologize to you right now. October was bad. November's looking to be worse where I don't, I don't feel as though I'm spending enough time with my Patreon supporters. I feel really bad about that. But it's because this project I'm working on is something that I have to work on every day. And it's something that I've Never been challenged in this way before as a creator. And I have deadlines and I've turned things in and it's, and it's, it's great. I'm doing it. I don't like to talk my finances, but I'm doing it for free right now. But hopefully it pays off. Um, and I've hit a wall. And I've had to literally look myself in the mirror because I can't hit that wall. I can hit it. Oh, I can hit that wall. I just can't stay at that wall. And I think we all have those things in life. For me, it's right now a creative project. For other things, it might be something in your life, an obstacle, a problem, an illness, an addiction, situation, work. It might be frustration, malaise, boredom, something we always hit. We all hit it. And you have to dig deep. And that's something you see in a rock Instagram post. It's something you see on a bumper sticker or a t-shirt. Or you hear on a podcast by a, 
a dummy sitting alone in his room with a microphone. You hear all those things persevere and digging deep and all of it, all of it, all of it sounds so good from afar, but when you're in that situation, how do you do it? How do you do it? And I have been forced to look myself in the mirror and say something that's not really comfortable for me to say, and that's this. I can do it. I can do it. It's really hard for a lot of us to look ourselves in the mirror and say, well, here's this situation in front of me. It might be a death. It might be your house burned down. It might be anything that's going on in the world. It might have found you. But it might be small. For me, it's small. For me, it is a creative project that I'm so blessed to be doing. But it is sending me down a spiral of depression at times. Really challenging me. But I can do it. I can do it. So what is getting you right now? What is in front of you? What wall do you believe that you cannot climb? What job is uninspiring you to the point of depression? What addiction is troubling you that you know you want to change, but you look up and it's like a mountain in front of you? It's the wall in Game of Thrones in front of you. Look yourself in the mirror and say that truth. This isn't my YouTube silly motivations with Ken. I don't even think, I don't even know if this is motivation. I'm just speaking for what's going on myself right now. Look yourself in the mirror and know that you can do it. I can do it. I've been jobless for a year. I've survived. I can do it. You may be rebuilding your life right now. I can't comprehend it, and you can't comprehend it. But you can do it. You can do it. Look around. See who you can help. Look around and leave a legacy of love and warmth and peace. Look around and then look at yourself and know that whatever is in front of you, you will get over because you can do it. That is the Knapsack Files. Three things for this week. As we head into the holidays next week, holy moly, next week? Is Thanksgiving? I'm not making that up, folks. I just looked at now. I just had my Google Calendar up right this moment, and I just realized that next week is Thanksgiving. What is? What is? What? What? See, I told you. I told you all. Life moves way too fast. <laughs> next week's Thanksgiving. We will have a show of some sort. Maybe a little bit more chipper, a little more upbeat. We'll do it, but we're going to do it. We are going to do it, right? I can do it. You can do it. We're going to do it. As I said, if you want to donate to the uh, Fire Foundation, California Fire Foundation, you can set that up at uh, the go to knapsackfiles.podomatic.net, link on the charity spotlight page. And then, um, you know, spread the word. Spread the word. 
And now, uh, before I go, as I say, you can follow me at Ken Knapsack. You can go to see me on Instagram, YouTube. The motivation videos will be back up and running soon. I do want to thank those people on my Patreon page who make uh, make all this possible right now, and especially my producer and executive producer, Tears. These folks have actually become the friends. I see their names pop up on Twitch, and I'm like, hey, Jason Humphreys is here. The Hump, Pags, Alex Marriott, Kai Thatch, Kyle Gerbert, Zach Anderson, Donald Long, Ranger Donald. He shows up on Twitch. I'm happy. Jonas Berger and Corey Morissette. Corey, you got a postcard coming soon. Uh, we got uh, Graham Bell. Kyle Harlow, David Triana out there in Orlando, my executive producers, DJ Snacks, Sir Thomas Sattal, Thomas Risling, uh, Lethal Logan X, Matthew Simon Bedore, my Fortnite coach, though I'm doing a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2 lately, uh, Jacob at Star Wars Legends Con, Noslack, TMP Media Productions, that is Matthew Thompson, and Taymor, follow Taymor at T-A-I-M-U-R-Z-B. All right. Did you guys like this episode? Do you think I'm crazy? Am I just a nut? 